basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man so all right in today's episode uh, we're going to just be talking about some of the games going on around the nba we'll be recapping some of those as we get close to the play-ins and eventually the playoffs uh, definitely exciting basketball we'll also have our last week of fantasy basketball pickups for leagues that are still in the fantasy playoffs so um definitely want to get those if your league is still going on and then we'll just sort of finish up the episode by previewing uh some of the thursday game slate so how does that sound sounds good all right so i will start with tuesday's games and yeah we'll start with the first one philadelphia 76ers being the indiana pacers 131 to 122 we got Joel Embiid, big game, 45 points to lead the Sixers. Buddy Heald with 25 to lead the Pacers. Embiid had 13 rebounds to lead the Sixers, while Buddy Heald had 11 to lead the Pacers. James Harden had 14 assists to lead the Sixers, while Tyrese Halliburton had five to lead the Pacers. Um, I guess give me your thoughts on the Sixers team heading into the postseason. Big win here, I guess. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess um, they're completely ready for the playoffs. Um, I guess, obviously, a big game from Embiid. Um, Harden, he didn't necessarily score too much, but um, this time he was distributing the ball a lot, so 14 assists is really impressive. And it's a really good game from Tyrese Maxey as well. So it looks like they're not completely reliant on Jesse Joel and either James, uh, James Harden. They do have some other players that can kind of step up. Yeah, I definitely agree. The Sixers team has looked pretty solid ever since they acquired Harden. We'll definitely have to see how that plays out in the playoffs. Um, looking at the Pacers, I guess the two guys they got in the trade with Sacramento, they were the two best players in this game. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Pacers? I guess they're still at a, like a weird spot where um, they have um, pretty decent talent, but at the same time, going for a rebuild could be kind of uh, tempting, so I guess they might end up still trying to um, – I don't think they're going for a full rebuild, but it's kind of like a partial rebuild, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, that They definitely have some good pieces now, so hopefully they can sort of transition into, I guess, a solid full roster. So we'll see if the Pacers are able to do that. But we'll get to the next game here. The Orlando Magic upsetting the Cleveland Cavaliers 120-115. to 115. A really solid game for the Magic. Mo Bamba leads them with 21 points. Darius Garland leads the Cavs with 27. Uh, Mo Bamba also leads them in rebounds with 12. And then Kevin Love uh, leads the Cavs with 13. Um, RJ Hampton, seven assists to lead the Magic. And Darius Garland had 10 to lead Cleveland. Um, Yeah, give me your thoughts on Orlando. They are last in the East, but it's a pretty big upset. Yeah, it is a pretty big upset. Um, I think... Um, Cleveland is still missing Jared Allen, if I remember correctly. So, um, I guess um, Mo Bombo was able to kind of take full advantage of that, kind of show his full potential. Um, even with that, though, I think whoever was guarding him was also pretty good in this game as well. So, um, I think the Magic just did a good job overall, and hopefully, um, they'll be able to kind of um, step up a little in the off season, and then maybe next season they'll be able to make some big shots. 
Yeah, definitely agree. A lot of great performances by a lot of young players for this team. As for Cleveland, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think just ever since they've lost some of their big stars like Jared Allen, Colin Sexton, they sort of like fallen a little bit in the standings. They're now in a play-in spot. Um, I guess what are your thoughts on their chances of getting out of the play-in? I think they can still make it out, but it's obviously going to be a little bit more difficult without players like Colin Sexton or Jared Allen. So I think obviously they're just going to kind of have to give it everything that they have. You just got to play with players that you have at the moment. So hopefully they'll be able to still make some noise in both the plane and the playoffs. Yeah, they, they got some tough teams there that they might have to face, teams like Atlanta or Brooklyn. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. We'll definitely see what they can do there. But we'll get to the next game. We have the Brooklyn Nets. Speaking of them, they beat up on the Houston Rockets 118-105. to uh, You have Kyrie Irving with 42 points, playing insane right now uh, to lead the Nets. And then Kevin Porter Jr. had 36 to lead the Rockets. You had Andre Drummond leading the Nets with 11 rebounds, while Alper and Sengen had 11 for the Rockets. And then Sengen also had five assists to lead the Rockets, while KD had seven to lead Brooklyn. I guess give me your thoughts on this game uh, for Brooklyn. I guess just give me your thoughts on their chances in the play-in. Yeah, so I guess um, it was a pretty good job by both, um, I guess, um, Kyrie Irving, well, obviously he had the, the most points, so pretty Herculean effort there. Um, Kevin Durant and Andre Drummond, they did a good job as well. Bruce Brown really stepped up. So, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets potential is that they have a bunch of really good stars on this team. If Ben Simmons is somehow able to play for the, uh, for the playoffs, then um, basically the Nets... Um, I guess their potential kind of skyrockets. So I guess the Nets are kind of a team that uh, I'm not sure if we've seen their full potential yet. Yeah, I definitely agree. They've definitely been playing uh, pretty solid as of late. Um, I guess minus what's going on uh, as we're recording with the New York Knicks, we'll definitely get to that for sure. But yeah, um, as for the Houston Rockets, I mean, we talk about them every week. They're just playing a lot of young guys. We see that with Kevin Porter Jr., Alper and Sangin, both of them having big games here. Um, and even Jalen Green also dropping 30 points in this game. Um, definitely really solid to see. But we will get to the next game where the Miami Heat, they torched the Charlotte Hornets 144 to 115. Take it in that 144 was scored in just four quarters, which is pretty insane. Tyler Hero, 35 points to lead Miami. Miles Bridges, 29 to lead the Hornets. Bam Adebayo, nine rebounds to lead Miami, while P.J. Washington at six to lead the Hornets. Uh, LaMelo Ball, 14 assists to lead the Hornets, while Jimmy Butler had eight to lead Miami Heat. Um, yeah, the Heat looked great heading into the playoffs. First seed in the East, give me your thoughts. I mean, they could possibly make it to the finals again. So basically, their sky's the limit for this team. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is really good. Ben Adebayo is really good. Tyler Hero is really good. So is Duncan Robinson. I think that just this um, roster in general is a really strong roster. It's probably one of the strongest rosters in the East, if not just in general. But I was kind of expecting the Hornets to try to keep up a little bit because they do have a pretty strong roster as well. But I guess the Heat um, were still able to pull ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, they didn't even play Kyle Lowry from the looks of it. So the fact that they were able to win by that much without him, I mean, when he's in the lineup, they'll definitely look great. Um, Hornets are also in that play-in sort of spot. I guess what are their chances there? I think they're one of those teams that um, they're still a young team, but um, they do have the potential to make some upsets. So they could end up going the distance with some teams. So hopefully they'll be able to see, to, I guess, show that. Yeah, hopefully they can. Yeah, I definitely am with you there. I'm not sure if they'll be able to make a lot of noise this year, um, but that remains to be seen. I guess another team that's in the play-in is the Atlanta Hawks. They lose to the Toronto Raptors 118-108. to uh, Pascal Siakam, 31 points to lead the Raptors. Trey Young at 26 to lead the Hawks. And then you have Scotty Barnes with 14 rebounds to lead the Raptors, while Clint Capella at 14 to lead the Hawks. Trey Young, 15 assists to lead Atlanta. While Fred Van Vliet had nine for the Toronto Raptors. Um, give me your thoughts on the Raptors. They get a big win here. They're fifth in the East. I guess what are your thoughts on them going into the playoffs? Um, I really like their uh, chances. I think they can get they can get pretty far. I guess the only question is would they be able to at least make the Eastern Conference Finals? Or could they make the NBA Finals? I'm not sure if they'd be able to to this year, even though I want to, just because of how stacked the competition is. But um, I think they can definitely uh, make some noise this year. And I guess for the Hawks, they're, it's kind of hard to see how far they would go, but I think they're, they should be able to make the necessary adjustments. Yeah, I mean, we saw the run they went on last year. They'd definitely be a team that I could see getting out of the play-in, especially if they play to their full potential. So, I mean, I definitely agree with you there. And then, yeah, as for the Raptors, they're looking great right now. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have to see how far they can go for the playoffs. Um, I guess two other playoff teams in the East, Milwaukee Bucks beating the Chicago Bulls, 127-106. to 106. Bulls have been struggling quite a bit lately. Um, Brooke Lopez actually led the Bucks with 28 points. DeMar DeRozan at 40 to lead the Bulls. Bobby Portis, nine rebounds to lead the Bucks. So Tristan Thompson at seven to lead the Bulls. And then for assists, Drew Holiday at 13 to lead the Bucks, while Alex Caruso had eight assists to lead Chicago. I guess getting to you on Milwaukee, yeah, I guess these two teams are kind of headed in opposite directions. Milwaukee, they're sort of, they've sort of turned things around. They're playing really well in Chicago, sort of on their way down, I guess. Give me your thoughts on these teams. Yeah, the Bucks. I mean, they've been, uh, I guess, uh, built pretty solidly for quite a few years because I guess they were kind of developing their roster for a long time. Um, Giannis has been developing for a long time and now he's one of the best players in the league. And the strength of the Bucks roster is just really good overall. They have good team, good team synergy. They have a strong roster. So they could, I guess, make it to the finals themselves. And they are the defending champs of the NBA right now. So um, will they, I guess, make another NBA finals appearance possible? For the Bulls, I feel like, um, I guess, losing Lonzo didn't help at all. Um, Lonzo was a really good playmaker. Was a good rebounder for a guard because of his size. He was a good defender. He could score a little bit as well. The shooting's been improving, so I guess missing him from the roster has made it a little bit harder. And I feel like um, the Bulls are still a little bit too uh, dependent on their starters. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Lonzo being out has really hurt them. I definitely think that if he comes back, they'll have a chance in the playoffs. If not, um, they probably will go out in the first round, uh, most likely. I guess it just depends on who they face. But yeah, definitely agree with you on the box. They're definitely uh, primed to go on another run. Definitely have to see about that. Um, we'll get to the next game here. Washington Wizards being the Minnesota Timberwolves, 132-114. to 114. Uh, We have Kristap Porzingis with 25 points to lead the Wizards. Carl Anthony Towns with 26 to lead the Timberwolves. Uh, Daniel Gafford, 12 rebounds to lead the Wizards, while Carl Anthony Towns at 10 to lead Minnesota. And then Ish Smith, 14 assists to lead Washington. Well, D'Angelo Russell had 11 to lead Minnesota. Um, yeah, we know Washington's out of it already. They're pretty, pretty much just playing for pride at this point. Um, but yeah, as for Minnesota, they're solidly in a play-in spot. I guess, what do you what do you really think about their chances of getting out of the West or um, I guess just getting out of the play-in? I think getting out of the play-in, they can definitely do that. Um, the Timberwolves, they've really taken a step up this season. Um, they do have um, the roster for it. It's just kind of a matter of um, how how strong the will of the different players on each team are. So it looks like they, um, their roles are pretty strong. So I think they could make it out of the play. In terms of the playoffs, I'm not really uh, too sure just because of, again, how strong the West is. So I'd say they could at least make the second rounds. Could they make the Eastern, make the Western Conference Finals? Maybe, but not to see. Yeah, I think it'll be tough for them to, you know, get out of the second round, considering if they do upset the, upset the second seed, uh, they'll have to face the Phoenix Suns, which will probably be their most difficult test and probably one they won't be able to get past, at least for this year. So, um, yeah, Minnesota is definitely on the right track, though. They have been able to get into the into a play-in spot, which is really good. Um, we'll get to the next game, two bottom of the barrel teams in the West, OKC Thunder, uh, being the Portland Trailblazers, 98-94. to uh, we've got Jalen Horde with 24 points to lead the Thunder. Um, Keon Johnson at 18 to lead Portland. And then for rebounds, Jalen Horde, 21 rebounds to lead OKC. Uh, Chris Dunn at 8 to lead Portland. Chris Dunn also had 8 assists to lead Portland, while Xavier Simpson had 5 to lead OKC. Yeah, this game was just weird in and of itself. Uh, Jalen Horde, 20 points, 20 rebounds type stat. It's pretty crazy. Both teams were playing, I guess, a lot of uh, G-leaguers. I don't know. Give me your thoughts on this game overall. I guess um, for these kind of games, I guess OKC and Portland, they always have some pretty interesting games uh, this season, especially considering, I guess, Portland decided to make some major trades. So they're not really in, I guess, a playoff push position, at least. I don't think, well, obviously not this season. Next season, I'm not sure if they're going to make a playoff um, push either because it looks like they're going to be tooling for a bit. OKC, obviously, they're still developing their stars. And their stars, I don't think they played this game either. So it was just kind of a showcase of the rest of the roster. Yeah, I think it was just pretty much a throwaway uh, game at this point for anyone that's not a fan of those two teams. But definitely the, the player development is really important. Um, getting to the next game, I mean, I'm a Spurs fan, but this is a big upset. Uh, the Spurs upset the Nuggets 116-97, to 97, really pushing to make that play-in spot. It looks like they are going to get it over the Lakers, which is great to see. 
Um, Spurs uh, were led in points by Devin Vassell with 20. Nikola Jokic had 41 to lead the Nuggets, almost half of their points. Um, and then he also led the Nuggets with 17 rebounds, while Devin Vassell had eight to lead the Spurs. Trey Jones led the Spurs with 10 assists, while Will Barton had six to lead the Nuggets. Yeah, I guess what are your thoughts on this run the Spurs are going on? They were able to overtake the Lakers and get into the play-in. I mean, it's pretty impressive that they were able to kind of um, overtake the, the Lakers. Um, I guess they really showed their um, consistency in kind of the final stretches uh, leading up to the play-in. So they really wanted the spot. They ended up, up getting it. They could potentially make a couple of upsets in the play-in. I don't know how far they'll make it in the playoffs, but um, they I think they could probably take some teams close to the limit. Yeah, they'll definitely have an opportunity to do so. If they do face a team like Minnesota, which we just talked about, it is going to be tough, but I'd love to see the Spurs go on some type of run. Um, I guess as for the Nuggets, uh, they should be in a playoff spot. Um, looking at this game, it might have been a one-off, but I guess what are your thoughts on that? guessing that's probably a one-off. Um, I mean, the Nuggets are pretty dependent on Nikola Jokic. Uh, Jokic ended up getting 4-1.17 rebounds, so outside of him, only Aaron Gordon was able to get double digits, so in terms of uh, the playoffs, they'll definitely make it. It's just that um, being too dependent on Jokic is not a really good, I guess, um, long-term plan, if that makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, there could be a team that will end up shutting him down and then they pretty much won't have any offense after that. So, yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, There was a pretty big game, actually. Utah Jazz beating the Memphis Grizzlies 121 to 115. Um, Yeah, the Jazz had a great game here. Grizzlies, obviously, they've had a lot of players out. Um, Jordan Clarkson led the Jazz with 22 points. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 28 to lead Memphis. In terms of rebounds, Rudy Gobert had 21 to lead the Jazz, while Steven Adams had 13 rebounds to lead Memphis. Adams also added eight assists to lead the Grizzlies, while Mike Conley had eight to lead Utah. Um, Yeah, the Jazz, they've struggled a little bit. This is a big win. I guess what are your thoughts on their playoff chances, considering considering everyone had high expectations for them last year, but it didn't really pan out? Yeah, I guess for the Jazz, um, they're generally a team that's really good in the regular season, and then when it comes to the playoffs, I guess um, they were kind of expected to go all the way, but it just didn't work out last season. This season, I think the expectations kind of cooled a little bit. So um, they just kind of have to prove that they're not just a regular season team, that they're a postseason team as well. I think um, Rudy Gobert is kind of going to be the key, key to that because we saw him out-rebound Stephen Adams, which is no easy feat considering how good Stephen Adams is at rebounding. So I feel like um, as long as um, Gobert is healthy, everybody's kind of gelling together. The Jazz could make a deep postseason run, but we're just going to have to see what happens. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see. Um, I guess getting to the Grizzlies, uh, they have been short a couple players, including John Morant. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team's chances, assuming Morant comes back and he's healthy for this team? I think if the Grizzlies come back, they could make the Western Conference Finals. Making the NBA Finals, it's possible, but again, 
West is really strong, and there's a lot of good teams like the Suns. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see. The West is definitely pretty tight. Um, another Western matchup: uh, the New Orleans Pelicans beating the Sacramento Kings, one twenty-three to one hundred nine. Jackson Hayes leads the Pelicans with 23 points. Uh, Damian Jones leads the Kings with 22. Jackson Hayes has 12 rebounds to lead the Pelicans, while Harrison Barnes has six to lead the Kings. And then you got Brandon Ingram with eight assists to lead the Pelicans, while Davion Mitchell has 17 to lead Sacramento. Um, I guess the Pelicans are heading into the, the play-in. Um, there's, I guess there's a chance they get back. Uh, Zion Williamson for it but there is a chance he gets ruled out for the season um I guess what are their chances with him without him I guess what are their chances in your mind I guess in my mind um in terms of their chances again they could make it um make it out it's going to be really tough because um the clip there's going to be the Clippers and the Timberwolves as well so I think they could upset at least one team or even make it into the playoffs. If Zion comes back, I think they could make maybe the first or second rounds. But I feel like for the Pelicans, there shouldn't they shouldn't really put any pressure on themselves. Just kind of um, play and see how it turns out because they're just trying to kind of build the roster and then next season's where we really see what they do. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, if you get Zion back, obviously you go for the win. If you don't have Zion back, I mean, you definitely do your best, but I think the expectations might be a little bit lower uh, for them. And then, yeah, as for Sacramento, I mean, we've talked about them. They should be in rebuilding mode. We don't know why they acquired Sabonis. Um, He hasn't been playing a lot. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's more of just a reset for this team. Um, this loss is just pretty much what they've been going through for most of the season at this point. So nothing too big there. And then one last game on the Tuesday slate, it was the Phoenix Suns being the LA Lakers, 121 to 110. We have Devin Booker leading the Suns with 32 points. Russell Westbrook at 28 to lead the Lakers. In terms of rebounds, DeAndre Ayton and Anthony Davis both led their respective teams with 13. Then Chris Paul had 12 assists to lead the Suns, while Austin Reeves had six to lead the Lakers. I I mean, we talked about this all year. The Lakers, they just keep slipping. They keep falling. They fell out of the play-in. Um, their season's pretty much over at this point. Um, Suns are first in the West. Like, these two teams are on opposite spectrums. I guess, what are your thoughts? I mean, I guess for the Lakers, it's just been kind of one problem after another. Um, they pretty much got off the wrong foot, um, more or less, in the start of the season. And they just weren't able to kind of make it up again the second part of the season so just kind of fortunate i feel like um the roster they had well they had some major injuries that didn't help either um the roster needed some time to kind of um get the chemistry together it looks like some players really improved like russell westbrook um it looks like his uh shooting did improve i remember he was getting called west brick a lot but mm-hmm. i think for this game he got 60 percent from and field goals was fifteen percent. So for the Lakers, it's more just um, looking for the next step. And I guess for the Suns, they have pretty much got the the one seed, so they're pretty much the favorites to make it into the finals, in my opinion. So there's only like maybe three or four teams that could maybe beat them. So um, we'll 
we'll see how far we go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Suns, um, they're pretty much just repeating what they did last year. I know they went all the way to the finals. They did lose. Definitely trying to change that narrative this year by going to the finals to win. So they're definitely the favorites in the West. They've definitely been playing really solid. I definitely like their chances. And then, yeah, as for the Lakers, I agree that Westbrook's been playing better. But I guess the team as a whole has not been playing good, and I guess that's resulted in them missing the play-in. Uh, we'll get to Wednesday's games now. There is one final game as we're recording. It's the Dallas Mavericks being the Detroit Pistons, 131-113. to A huge game for Dallas here. We have Luka Doncic with 26 points to lead the Mavericks, Keith Cunningham at 25 to lead the Pistons. Uh, and then for rebounds, Luca had eight to lead the Mavericks, while Isaiah Stewart had 14 to lead the Pistons. Luca also added 14 assists to lead the Mavericks, while Cade Cunningham had nine to lead Detroit. Um, yeah, Dallas, they've looked pretty dominant. They've jumped up to the fourth seed in the West now, uh, 50 wins on the year. I mean, just give me your thoughts on this Dallas team heading into the playoffs. I mean, uh, Dallas, they're kind of, I don't want to say like they're a dark horse, but they're um, a team that could possibly make it all the way to the conference uh, finals, in my opinion. Um, fourth, fourth in the West is really impressive. Um, John Doncic has been looked at kind of as the next man up of the league, possibly. So I guess this could be the year that we kind of uh, see him, I guess, uh, show another step in his development. And I guess for the Pistons, they're still rebuilding. They made some uh, pretty big upsets. I was thinking they could, could they could keep it close this game, but obviously the uh, Mavericks are too much for them this game. So um, they just have to continue their development. Yeah, I mean, uh, this Dallas team, who knew trading Porzingis would have made this team better, but it did. Um, yeah, Detroit, they're pretty much rebuilding. They're seeing what they have in their young guys. Definitely solid game from Isaiah Stewart and Cade Cunningham, really solid overall. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest of the games are still going on. It looks like Brooklyn has come all the way back. They were down by 15 uh, to the Knicks in the third quarter. It's now a one-point game uh, as we speak in the fourth quarter. Definitely really interesting there. Got the Hawks up on the Wizards in the fourth quarter. You got the Celtics up on Chicago in the third quarter. Uh, you got the Jazz up on OKC in the second quarter, and then you have the Suns and the Clippers just tipping off. So we won't be covering those games. So we're going to get to the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. It's the last episode uh, of the pickups for this fantasy season. Um, some teams are still in the fantasy playoffs. So we definitely want to have pickups for you there. Um, yeah, I guess, Neil, I'll start with you. Uh, who's your guard pickup for the week? I guess for the week, you can maybe take a look at uh, Chris Dunn for Portland. Not necessarily the best shooter, but he does get a decent amount of rebounds for the guard. He gets a, whole, a lot of assists. He gets um, at least one steal almost every game. Um, his turnovers are a little bit high, but I think if you're looking for assists and you're looking for steals, then he's definitely a player that you can take a look at. Yeah, definitely. And I'll get to my guard pickup for the week. It is Tyus Jones from the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, John Morant's been out, so he's been the one starting. In his last two games, he's had uh, 25 points and 24 points, respectively. Um, he scored over four three-pointers both times. 
Um, he's had over five assists both games there as well. Um, he's definitely chipping into a whole leap of categories here. Um, he's also averaged uh, uh, one and a half steals in those two games as well. So nitty gritty stats there. Definitely go add Tyus Jones, especially if you're in the finals and you don't have Ja Morant. He's definitely a guy you should be adding. Um, I'll get to you now for forwards. I guess who's your forward pickup for the week? Yes, for the week. Um, you can also take a look at Ben McLemore, also from the Trailblazers. Um, he's been one of their best scorers for the past couple of weeks. Um, he's been getting double digits in scoring um, pretty much every game. Gets a lot of threes. Um, his field goal percentage is uh, pretty good. It's not too bad. And uh, other than that, he does get some steals as well. His turnovers are pretty low. Gets um, not really too many rebounds, but he can get a couple of uh, rebounds for you. But his uh, biggest draw is in scoring. Definitely. And I'll get to my forward pickup for the week. It's Devin Vassell from the San Antonio Spurs. Shooting guard, small forward eligible, around 40% rostered as we speak. Um, yeah, he's pretty much been balling out for the Spurs. Uh, he was the leading scorer last game. I uh, had four three-pointers, made perfect free throw, uh, 28 and four for points, rebounds, and assists. Really solid. He had a steal and a block in that game as well. Um, he's been putting up games of 20-plus points regularly. And yeah, he's, he's just been helping the Spurs as they've been making their push for the play-in. Definitely a guy that needs to be added. So whether it's deep or shallow leagues, it's probably a shallow league pickup now since most deep leagues have added him. But yeah, definitely definitely go at Devin Vassell. He's going to be really solid. Um, I'll get to you now for centers. Who's your center pickup for the week? I guess for the week, you could maybe take a look at Dwight Powell. He's about 22% rostered for the Dallas Mavericks. And um, he's a player that he doesn't necessarily get, um, I guess, large scores every game, but he does have the upside. And his field goal percentage is really high. Um, I think he... Uh, almost always gets over 50% field goal percentage. Um, his rebounds are really high as well. He does get a few blocks um, pretty often. He gets a little bit of assists, but I think his biggest draw is in field goal percent and free throws. All right, and I guess for my center pickup for the week, I have Jackson Hayes of the New Orleans Pelicans. It's around 34% rostered uh, in Yahoo leagues. Um, and yeah, he's been really solid. Uh, last game, he had 23 points, 12 rebounds, one assist, one steal, two three-pointers made, and uh, over 70% uh, field goal, which is pretty solid. Um, he also had a double-double uh, in his previous game as well. Um, definitely, uh, there have been some games where Jonas Valanciunas hasn't played, so that's really helped him. So I guess if you're in the finals and you need like points and rebounds, stuff like that, he's definitely a great add at center as he's getting minutes with the Pelicans. So, um, yeah, he's definitely someone you want to be adding. Uh, he averages uh, over 20 minutes, sometimes even close to 30 minutes. So um, definitely a must add there. And, yeah, that's going to be the end of the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. So let's just move right in to the preview for Thursday's game slate. Um, definitely some great matchups on the table here. Um, yeah, just, just really solid games overall. I'll get to the first one. Uh, it's the Orlando Magic at the Charlotte Hornets. It uh, looks like the Hornets are favored by 13 and a half at home. I guess, where do you uh, stand on, on that game? 
I feel like 13 and a half is um, a little bit big, especially considering um, I feel like the magic uh, came off, I think, a pretty uh, big game. So I feel like I feel like 13 and a half is too high. So maybe the magic could cover this, but the Hornets are, I think, are still. Yeah, um, I definitely like uh, the magic here. They've been playing really well. They've upset uh, teams like Cleveland. We talked about that. I mean, you got such a big spread like that. I know the Hornets need to win pretty much every game at this point. But, yeah, I, I like Orlando here definitely to make some noise. Um, then we have the Boston Celtics at the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are favored by five and a half at home. It's honestly going to depend who's playing here for the Celtics. Um, I might lean with the Bucks. I guess which side are you on here? Um, I guess it's a kind of depends on who plays for the Celtics. I think that um, this would, if this is kind of like a back-to-back kind of game, they might rest some of their starters. So I think I would take the Bucks. All right, and then moving to the next game, we have the Philadelphia 76ers uh, at the Toronto Raptors. It looks like the Raptors are favored by one and a half. Um, Yeah, the Raptors, they've been so hot at home. I might have to roll with them at only one and a half. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? I feel like um, it kind of depends because for the Raptors, um, they do have, definitely have a chance of covering because they have covered against good teams like um, I guess like Minnesota. They didn't really cover against Boston um, because Boston is a really good team. They were able to beat Atlanta by eight points. I feel like if you really like the Raptors, you could go with them. I feel like in terms of value, you might want to take the 76ers just because of how good their record is and it's kind of close to a pickup, but I tend not to like the Raptors too much in terms of uh, being favorites. So I guess if you um, like kind of like the value, then maybe you don't. All right. And then uh, getting to the next game. Yeah, it looks like the New Orleans Pelicans, they're at home taking on the Trail Blazers, and they're favored by 16 and a half points. This is pretty much a stay away, in my opinion. If I had to go to one side, I might lean towards the Pelicans, um, favored by 16 and a half. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm not really too sure, to be honest. I feel like 16 and a half is kind of a lot. But it all kind of depends who on the Pelicans is playing. I think if um, CJ Ingram and Valentine's are all playing, they could cover this. But I think... Um, 16 and a half is a lot, so maybe go with the Blazers on this. All right, and uh, getting to the next game, we have the Spurs at the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Wolves are favored by eight points at home. I guess which side are you leaning here? Um, I feel like uh, this is still kind of an important game for both teams, so I feel like um, the Spurs, they've had a pretty good record so far, so maybe they can keep close. Yeah, I think I was thinking the same thing. Uh, you got to ride the Spurs while they've been hot and they've been upsetting teams. So who knows? This game could be an upset or they could even keep it close. So yeah, definitely like the Spurs here. Uh, we got the Memphis Grizzlies at the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are favored by three points at home. I assume lots of players are out for the Grizzlies um, because of that spread. And I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, 
guess this is another game that it could go either way. I feel like three isn't too much for the Nuggets, but if Jaw ends up playing for the Grizzlies, then they could end up playing this. Yeah, I might just lean to the Grizzlies because of how well they play even without their players. I mean, they kept it close with Utah. What they lose by like five or six points only, and they pretty much had everyone out, and the Jazz had a full team. So, um, yeah, I, I think you have to go with the Grizzlies here. Um, and yeah, I think the Nuggets just got upset by the Spurs as well. So they have not been playing as well. So I think I'll lean to the Grizzlies there. Then you got the Lakers at the Golden State Warriors. It looks like the Warriors are favored by 12 and a half. Uh, it looks like no LeBron probably for the Lakers and no Steph Curry for Golden State. Um, I guess which way do you lean here? Um, 12 and a half is a little bit high, but I feel like um, the, the Lakers, they've been trying to keep it close but it just hasn't really worked out for them i feel like the warriors have better shooting as well so um it's gonna be hard to defend a team like the warriors so i guess maybe you can go with them yeah i'll probably lean the same way i definitely like golden state in the spot they're at home as well assuming clay thompson and draymond green are playing it's pretty much a no-brainer at this point and then yeah uh that's pretty much the thursday game slate i guess any last thoughts on anything going on in the NBA heading into the playoffs? Um, not really too many last thoughts, but I feel like there are some teams that I didn't think would uh, be as low as they were, like the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I was like, kind of expecting them to kind of be top five, but they ended up being in a fourth spot. So at least they can make an appearance, but I feel like if the um, Nets are kind of like get everything together by the time they make the playoffs um they could end up kind of they could kind of upset a lot of people's brackets yeah definitely and i mean i guess just looking at the standings um yeah spurs are eight and two in their last 10 they've been one of the hottest teams in the league um being able to eliminate the lakers yeah the lakers are officially eliminated as they have lost seven games in a row uh, not too great from the, this Lakers team. And yeah, um, it's great to see the Spurs there in the play-in. I'll be cheering them on even if they don't win. Definitely great for this young team. Um, and then moving to the East, um, yeah, we talked about Chicago. They've dropped. They were first in the East at one point. They're now sixth. Um, and yeah, they'll have a tough matchup considering they could potentially meet the Milwaukee Bucks or the Philadelphia 76ers. Um yeah, or maybe even Boston. Like, there's so many different teams they could meet. I'm not really sure they're better than any of these teams the way they've been playing. So, yeah, I think it's tough sledding for them. And I think the rest of the East is, yeah, it's, it's pretty unpredictable. Yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be kind of interesting to see how the playoffs uh, turn out. For sure. And yeah, uh, that's going to be the end of this big time basketball episode for the week. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at fan fan podcast. We'll be posting picks for NBA and NHL. Definitely go check those out. Uh, this podcast will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcast, and Google podcast. Just make sure you like subscribe, share. Um, and yeah, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah, whether it's the East or whether it's the West, definitely looking like it's a tight race heading into the playoffs. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.